Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. Asa Holmes is trying. She is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. As a fellow YouTuber, I remember reading my first John Green book and feeling so seen. His words that were eventually turned into movies really hit home with me and my age group, especially as I've gotten older. I've dealt with my own battles with mental health, and I'm very, very excited to see this movie. And you can buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. And now, back to the show. I am an empath. Now, if you listen to this podcast at any moment before, then you would know what this is, and you would know that, well, I talk about this a lot. And I talk about myself being this a lot. So what is an empath? In, in the non-scientific terms to explain it, it is somebody that can feel someone else's emotions. You know, when you walk in a room and you can just feel the energy. When you're hanging out with a friend and they're not telling you something, you can just, you can just feel what they're trying to say. You don't need the words. You just know how someone else's energy is conveying that message. And where this really screws me over is when I let it drain me. Now, when we're in situations with other people and we are empaths and we do accept their emotions, well, it can be a huge burden on us. Now, this <laughs> I want to get this out of the way. This is not about being cocky. This is not about being egotistical or just a narcissist. This isn't about any of that. This is just about how you interpret somebody else's emotions and how you let it take control of your own life. And that's something that I do very, very often. And it's a really hard thing to pick up on. And I find we neglect it a lot. But before we get started, my name is Joey Kidney. And you are listening to the Happy Times Podcast. I just want to say thank you to every single one of you who's listened. We're nearing the end of the year and we've officially hit 2 million streams, I think, in the past like two years, which is absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> that's crazy to me. We officially hit, uh, I think, like 2.6 thousand reviews on Spotify, even though now we're at a 4.9 instead of a 5. So if you want to go leave a 5-star review... Uh, on Spotify. That would help a lot. Hopefully we can get to 3,000 just by the end of this podcast. Um, and I see that the Spotify wrapped has come up on everyone's page, <laughs> which is so annoying, but I also really enjoy it because it allows me to find like new people in, in music. Like for me, let's see, mine was, I believe Lum Lumineers were obviously first. Um, then second was Drake. Then third was Camp fourth was Noah Khan, and fifth was Arden Jones. So that's crazy. Um, and what's also crazy is that I also make music. I turn my poetry into music. Um, and some people listen to that. And it's uh, it's cool to see that uh, the music is being in, like, in other people's top artists. I've never thought about myself as an artist, which is really neat. But then 
the reason why I brought Spotify wrapped up this on this podcast episode is because a lot of people have in their top podcast is the happy times. And I think that's just absolutely amazing. I think it just, it just wows me every single time. And I actually, uh, being of, I just found a new artist for my friend's Spotify Wrapped. His name is Dijon, and it's it's really cool stuff. And I, I mean, I've only listened to like two songs, but if you want a new artist recommendation that's not from me, and it's something that I'm listening to right now, uh, go check out that. I think that's 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 kind of neat. That's a new little spin to this podcast. Um, so the holidays are coming up, which is the most dreadful time of the year for some people, and it's also the most wonderful time of the year for others. For me, I love giving gifts. Um, I like that aspect of it. I love just celebrating other people being here in my life and and on this earth. And I just, I I love that. I love getting together um, with certain people. I'm not a huge fan of like all of the parties and all of the family gatherings that we have to go to because we are family, you know, but we don't actually really... Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of people like enjoy being there and there's a lot of fights and there's a lot of angst and it's it's a tough place to go to you know you're so emotionally not invested to be there but it's all like so charged up and everyone's just like waiting not to say the wrong thing but everyone's waiting for someone to say the wrong thing so then they can pounce on it and then that creates the conversation for the evening and it's just it's awful like i remember this one time I was sitting at the table and my cousin goes, so who is Gen Z voting for? And I was like, looking at the table, I'm like, I I don't, I don't know. I don't think, aren't I a millennial? I don't know. I'm 96. I don't pay attention to this. I'm just living my life. And she's like looking at me and it was just so uncomfortable. And I was just like, I don't know yet. And then like, they're obviously only asking for me to say a specific uh, specific answer to their question. It's it's not like an open de- debate, but also I don't want to have a debate at Christmas dinner at the table surrounded by others. And then there was one of the someone's boyfriend was there, and they were military. And then it got really ugly, and it was just like, what was the point of that? Like, I don't mind talking about politics, but like, don't act. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's such such a hard thing to deal with. And and at that moment, like my night was ruined because I felt embarrassed. And one of my biggest fears is just being embarrassed. I was embarrassed a lot growing up as a kid and especially with like rosacea, which is like rosy cheeks and stuff that uh, people's comments really drain me. They really tear me down and just absolutely crushes me. <sighs> Even just thinking about that, that's, that's a, it's just like a, such a little silly moment, but it was, it was so hard and it's tough. But one of the other things that um, I recently went through is I did a poetry event I did an open mic for the first time and I didn't really promote it or anything um, because I just wanted to like go there and do an open mic. I just wanted to pop in say, hi, I'm Joey. Don't even like, I didn't want anyone to know who I was. I just wanted to read my poetry and that's it. Um, but it ended up being a little bit more bigger of an event. Uh, <laughs> they made me like a headliner and everything and it just became more than what I thought it was going to be, which was awesome. But at the same time, I just was so freaking nervous and before I went up, so I went to a sound check and we did that. And I was, I was really nervous because I wrote a piece like specifically on, it was called a work in progress. I wrote a piece specifically on work in progress. That, that was a topic. And I, I thought my piece was amazing. I'd love to post a clip of it, but I don't even have one. 
I think my girlfriend took a, a clip, but the soundtrack went really well. Um, and then come the actual performance night, you can picture it. Like I am just all nerves and I don't know why, because I've done performances in front of people before I've done performances. I've, 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 I've spoken in front of 26,000 people before. And then I've done 89 live shows and that's like, uh, I feel like every live show has been a panel. So I've, I've talked a lot in front of people before, but what's also interesting is that growing up, I like would never do um, presentations in school because they always scared me. I remember that was the first time I ever had an anxiety attack. Like my throat closed and I like couldn't breathe. And I went up to my teacher and I was like, Oh my God, what do like, what do I do? Um, and she was like, you're having an anxiety attack. You can, you can do a presentation at lunch and that changed my life. Everyone thought this teacher was like the worst person ever, but her telling me that just like absolutely just opened up my eyes about anxiety. It was the first time I ever dealt with it, but I'm going off topic here. Um, the night that the performance happened, I get there and I'm obviously nervous. Anyone's going to be nervous about performing, especially for the first time doing something. I've never performed my poetry, which is kind of this genre that I don't necessarily feel accepted in yet because I stumbled upon it during COVID and I've always written poetry, but I've never posed my poetry. And then on, on, in COVID on TikTok, I started that and that's what blew up. Right. And so getting there, I just felt like so out of place. And the first thing that someone came up to say, to say to me, which was one of the MCs of the night, they said, you look stressed. And I was done. At that moment, I was just, I was done. There was nothing that anyone could say to me. Like my confidence was just shot. And then, and this is no bash to anyone. I'm just explaining a story. And I, I don't like when people like take it really, really to heart, but I'm just explaining like my, my perspective, my feelings and my emotions in a situation that I was in. And so I'm in the back, I go up third and I'm just stressing after hearing that, especially because I look stressed apparently. And before I go up, I get a little introduction and it's completely botched. Like they messed up my name and it was just no, again, no hate to anyone, but everything was just so stuttery and it, it was just, was not just like the hype up that I needed. It wasn't like, and Joey Kidney coming to do his first ever performance, give him a, a little love. Like it just, it wasn't that at all. Um, it, it was a little rough. And so then when I went up, I just knew immediately that I was going to mess up and I didn't want to read off my phone or read off anything. And I tried and I messed up and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to, let's start over. And I started over and then it went perfectly fine. It was just, I once cleared my head, but it's crazy how these little comments, which to sum all of this up, it's crazy how these little comments and these little tiny things that could be from strangers. It could be from your family. It could be from anyone that can truly just like drain us. And this was actually something that was damned to me. If you have any podcast recommendations, you can totally DM me and I, I can think about it. But this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. And I really wanted to talk about it. And so one of the things that I do when I get emotionally drained from other people, the first thing I do is kind of remove, remove myself from the situation, which is a very difficult thing because not all the time can we move, remove ourselves. Because, for example, say you're about to do a live performance. You can't just leave, <laughs> which I thought about doing multiple times. And it's normal to to think these bad thoughts and to think these thoughts of giving up and stuff and that's okay. 
it's important to think about both sides of every situation. And I know a lot of people are like, no, 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 we need positivity. We need, we can do this. We, we're never going to fail. But hey, listen, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up and you're going to get back up and you're going to keep going. That's, that's the whole point, right? That's the whole reason why we're here. And that's the whole reason why we're trying to do what we're trying to do. And that's live in love. I sounded like a one of those <laughs> the things on the wall there. It's like live, laugh, love. Actually, when I first got my concussions, which then I was put in a really dark room, the doctor was like, "Hey, you got to stay in a dark room." And I ended up staying in a dark room for 121 days, which then led me to depression, and then which led to me uh, talking about mental health online. And here we are today. But one of the things that my mom got me was on the wall she got me the the this happy times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. i need to get something off my chest i recently turned 28 and i'm freaking out owning a home taxes and being a real adult comes with a lot of stressors that i wasn't really prepared for and the best way to get something off of my chest is to talk to someone which is where therapy comes into my life Talking with someone that has the knowledge and information to help me look at my issues from a different perspective has helped me slow down my life a little bit and help calm me down. If this is something that you can relate to, then I recommend you give BetterHelp a try. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash happy times today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happy times. And now... Back to the episode. Signs that say, like, I think mine were live, laugh, and relax instead of love. Um, and it's just, so, it's just, it's just so funny, those signs. But that, it's crazy how those are so, like, monumental in my life to get where I am today. So I'm thankful to have those. I'm thankful to have those silly little signs. But when we feel drained by other people's energy and, and their comments, the first thing is to remove yourself from the situation. And if you can't do it physically, do it mentally. Remove yourself from that conversation. So if somebody's talking to you really quick and you know, um, and it, it upset you, kind of direct it towards somebody else. Not not the other person who just said that. Direct it towards like a friend or something. And kind of like remove yourself from the conversation for a bit. And just like sit there and just go away in your head. Just release those thoughts and just go to a different place. <laughs> oftentimes I think about if you've ever seen the show Silicon Valley uh, there's a character in it named Jared I always think about him I don't know why he's just like a character that's there and so it's a really kind of it's an easy thing to think about but it's also hard at the same time because he's not a main character and the the reason why I think about him is because I found him really funny so it's a positive thought and then the second thing is he's not a main character so i have to think about it actually i have to go back in my mind to think about a scene and try to replay this scene that i i, I really enjoyed and so it's a little bit more difficult and the, the reason why i want something a little bit more difficult is because if it was easy then i probably would just think about it and then come back but no i wanted to really dive in to thinking about something else to remove myself mentally from this conversation and I know there's people that might think this is, this is bad. This is running away from your problems. I'm not saying to run away. I'm just saying to take a break and come back with fresh eyes. And Because when you come back angry and when you come back just with the intent of hurting someone else and damaging someone else emotionally just because what they said emotionally damaged you, 
I think you're coming back at it for the wrong reasons. I think you got to take a break. I think you got to reassess and come back with a fresh brain. And sometimes we don't have that much time. So thinking about, you know, from, for example, a character in a TV show, that's not a main character. You got to think about it a little bit. That really helps me. It also helps me sleep, which is super weird because I find I'm like in my head a lot. And then next thing you know, I try to think of Jared from Silicon Valley and I pass out. <laughs> It'd be so funny if he hears this. But that's a little thing for me. And obviously, if you can't remove yourself from the environment physically, that's my little technique to do it mentally. And I think it's different for everyone. A lot of us do hold grudges. I'm not necessarily one that does. Mainly because, okay, it might be because I got hit in the head a lot growing up and had a lot of concussions and I can't really remember everything. But my girlfriend sent me this one video that was like, oh, you can't remember anything about your childhood or like anything because you weren't like loved enough. And I was like, whoa, oh my God, that's like a dagger to the heart. You coming at me with that? That's crazy. (laughs) So hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully you can't relate to that because I'm sorry if you can. (laughs) Now we always have a thing on this podcast that is easier said than done. We always remind each other that easier said than done is always easier said than done. Like, no shit. Everything is easier said than done. So this is my advice. How do we separate our emotions from others? What I do is I ask why. And I ask this with a lot of things. I ask this with my anxiety. I ask this with my depression, with anything that I'm feeling. If I'm feeling a little anxious, I'm like, Wait, okay, hold on. Let's take it back. Why am I anxious? Okay, I got this thing coming up. I'm not very, I'm not very uh, confident in it. I'm a little like I'm nervous. I just can't stop thinking about it. Okay, that makes sense. All right, let's go back. Let's work. Let's get a little more confident on it. All right, I'm depressed. Um, why? Obviously, depression's a little bit different. Um, but I try to I try to work my way back to that. If I'm even if I'm upset, and I'm like, why? Why does this make me upset? What about this upset me? And so when we ask ourselves this why, why is this person putting all of this emotion on me? Why is this person taking that out all on me? Why is this person giving me a negative vibe? Why? Because you may be able to figure out some whole different answers about that person. You may be able to understand that, okay, this is something that they're going through and they're putting it on me. Why? Maybe it's because I'm a really close person to them and they trust me. Why? Maybe it's because I've always been there for them. Why? Because I care about them. Why? Because they're always there for me. And so obviously this doesn't, that's just an example situation. It doesn't always uh, work exactly like that. But asking yourself why can really open up some floodgates, really help you understand everything. When we try to understand, we enlighten ourselves. When we try to understand, we stop putting on these little hater shades, let's call it, these hater sunglasses. Because you can tell when somebody's really, let's say emotionally stable, when they look at somebody and they don't take it personally, when somebody says something negative to them. They'll be like, ah, that person said something just to like piss me off. Oh yeah, it's all about me. No, (laughs) you can tell somebody's really like emotionally intelligent and and in tune with themselves when they assign the problem that was brought to them by the person who brought the problem to them. 
It's not your problem. It's a problem that you're a part of, you're dealing with in this situation. But again, if you remove yourself from the environment, you remove yourself from that problem. Now, listen, I don't know what problem it is. There could, there could be a murder. I don't know, okay? But if it's in a situation at that time, at this Christmas dinner, where you're probably never going to see your cousin again for the next year, if you remove yourself, you're probably out of this problem. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come off so, so um, weird. But you get what I'm saying here. But And then if you remove yourself from it mentally, you're not getting rid of this problem, right? You're, you're coming back to deal with it with fresh eyes, with no hater sunglasses on. And it allows you to give yourself some time to breathe, some time to think, and ask yourself, why? Why is this person bringing this to my attention? Why does this matter to me? Why? Because there's no way to answer how you feel. There's no, there's no way that anybody can tell you this. Uh, maybe there's a doctor out there that's going to perform a study or they've read a lot of books and stuff. But in my personal experience, feelings are very personal. <laughs> there's something that we can only figure out and we can only understand. There's things that people can say that can enlighten us and it can get us to see it in a different way and help us understand it a little bit better. And hopefully that's what this podcast does for you. But at the end of the day... You have to just ask yourself and try to understand. I don't want to keep saying why, but why these, why this person's feelings and, and emotions and negative comments really do affect you. Because there's nothing that I can say that, you know, it's going to be like perfect to assess your situation exactly, right? I'm talking a very generalized sense here. But I did give an example of how that affected me. And so in, in the situation where somebody did ask me about politics and then just ridiculed me for saying, ah, I don't know. Um, cause I, that's exactly what I said. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> cause I didn't want to talk about it. And that put an end to the conversation. But what I, what I actually should have done is I should have just put a question back on them. Right. And, and it's this kind of this in, in this form of like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, why is this person asking me this? Maybe I could say, oh, uh, I don't know. Who are you voting for? Boom. Then that puts it back on them. Then it creates this conversation into a whole in the whole table. Now, granted, that's probably making it a little bit worse because I'm still bringing it up again. So there's definitely an, an, another way that I could do it. But I also don't want to dismiss it because that's going to make somebody really mad. But if I make it somebody else's problem, then I'm okay. <laughs> then I can be the person that people uh, complain about being like, how do I separate my emotions from Joey? I don't know. But I knew, okay, I'm joking. That little part was joking, all right? I know a lot of people listen to this with very mo emotional hearts. That last one was a joke. It was a haha. -ha. <laughs> so thank you guys very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I do want to say thank you very much. And a huge thank you to everyone who supported us on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, on Stay You. It was just, it was amazing. What's crazy is there's a lot of businesses that went out of business in like after COVID. And I don't think a lot of people realize or understand why. So when COVID hit, everyone got this. I forget what it's called in the States, but everyone got this money. Like in, in Canada, it's called CERB. Everyone got like $2,000 a month, right? To help with unemployment and everything. And so when that happened, everyone's, oh yeah, I got free two grand. This is sick. Everyone just spent that money. And I, I know this because it ended up it, it, people buying hoodies and buying books and stuff. And I was very thankful because I don't think anyone regretted that decision. No one complained to us afterwards. 
Um, but what it did for a lot of businesses is a lot of people were buying things for their home and their sales were for the businesses were going skyrocket. People were tripling, doubling, quadrupling their sales. And then the next year, which was 2021-2022, people didn't have any more money. They spent it all. And they had to they have to go back to work now. They have to go back to their normal work routine and and now now it was different. And so people didn't people stopped spending. So all the sales went down. And the reason why I'm saying thankful thank you is because our sales went down a, a, a significant amount, but there was still support there. And you're able to support me to keep my business running. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And I hope for everyone who's who's bought West Rush, which is my journal book, uh, Dreaming With My Eyes Wide Open, which is my poetry book, or any of the hoodies that we've made, Happy Hoodie, Sad Hoodie, Leave Me Alone Hoodie, Raised by Karen Hoodie, Peach Hoodie, Sad Hoodie, I already said Sad Hoodie, all of these hoodies, Stress Hoodie, everything, and the blankets and candles and everything. I just want to say thank you so, 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 so much. And to those that listen to the podcast, you're the reason why, you know, we have, you hear an ad every now and then, but what that does is it allows me to do more of these and create new things and hopefully one day make this into a video podcast to bring guests on. One day it will happen. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and I will talk to you guys next time.